The following podcast is a part of RadioMisfits.com. This episode is brought to you by TweakedAudio.com. Get headphones, earbuds, and accessories from TweakedAudio.com. Just enter the discount code CAFCOMICS, that's all one word at the checkout. You'll get 33% off your entire order, free worldwide shipping, and a limited lifetime warranty on everything you buy. That's TweakedAudio.com. And now... It's time for Caffeinated Comics, a lively discussion and debate on comics, film, television, and collectibles, all fueled by the magic of Frappuccinos. And now, here's your hosts, John and Steven. Thank you, it's Caffeinated Comics. I'm your host, John Clark. With me, as almost always, always, is my co-host, Stephen Brown. And Owen O'Riordan is here. Hello. Did I say O'Riordan right? Yeah, it's Owen Riordan, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I've, yeah. Uh, I've known Owen for like six, seven years, and this is, I think this is the first time I've ever said your last name. Yeah, you know what's cool is... That happens a lot in my life, and people will be like, "Oh, and ridden." Like, eh. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's like just... I've known you for seven years, James. Yeah, <laughs> how did exactly. you get my name wrong? <laughs> That's the last thing I want to do. Yeah, um, yeah, but Owen, uh, Owen, and I have worked together at several places. Um, the, I met Owen when he was an intern at a little place, and we talked about comics so much they separated us. Yeah, I got in and, trouble and canceled my that's, freelance contract. That's awesome. <laughs> they also they canceled my freelance contract right, early. I, <laughs> I did not get hired there, but you know what? We'll live. We'll live. Yeah. Look at you guys seem to be doing really well. No, we've, we've worked together. We worked together at a company um, for about a year. And then uh, we're both at several places in the city. But Owen was the first guy in Chicago advertising that could, I could really talk about comics. And we did, we, we did other cool stuff. We did the games. We've done a yeah, couple we've, yeah, uh, we've written freelance some, projects. We've done a few games like Outer Nonsense, Body Talk. Uh, we freelance wrote on those games, which you can find. And they were really fun. But we've worked together a lot. Target, and, I believe. Yeah. We yeah, I think uh, Water Nonsense is a Target exclusive. Is it weird to see your stuff like out in the world? Not Do at you know all. What I mean? It's like this is the only thing that I've seen that I um, <clears throat> this is the only thing that I've seen that I am like proud of. Yeah, because <laughs> you know, <laughs> not like, your children. Yeah, well, I mean, <laughs> they're young. You know, yeah. they haven't done anything. I yet. see them all the time. It's yeah, fine. <laughs> no, but like th- this is um, this isn't advertising. You know, John and I work in advertising and marketing. This is uh, a game, and I've seen it. The, the the coolest place I've seen it was at um, a brewery in the city, Beguile. Okay. I was sitting down for a beer with friends, and uh, I saw Utter Nonsense, and I stopped mid-sentence, and I was like, hold on, one of my big family tragedies is in this box, uh, and there's a card in there. That, oh, it's the funniest joke in the entire game. Yeah. There's some, well, the Naughty Edition has some of the funnier ones, I think. Oh, God. Yeah. Uh, Kelly Butler worked on yeah. that with us, and uh, she's out in L.A. now. But she's, she's phenomenal. I, I found out recently she comes from stand-up, and it makes so much sense. Yeah. Because she was a freelance writer in Chicago, uh, originally from Texas, funny as hell. Yeah. Um, said the dirtiest thing I've ever <laughs> yeah. heard in my life, ever. And like, at, in my four years of stand-up, <laughs> yeah. within, they, they were like, uh, oh, this is the Naughty Edition. She goes, well, and yeah, then just and... that set the level. She's awesome. I, She's I miss I miss that. I miss working with her. But yeah, my uh, my uncle got ran over by a tractor <laughs> when I was younger. <laughs> and uh, there's a joke in there about... Uh, Uncle Mossy, or the tractor ran over Uncle Mossy again. Yeah. So. I like that we laughed about that without knowing if your uncle's like, okay. I he's, was just like, yeah, he's yeah I ran over my tractor. It was a long funny. time ago, right? Yeah, he's fine. It was like 96 or something. Yeah. I, remember I, remember, when, I remember when you said that, It was like, we were like, we were like, that's great. That's so specific. You're like, well, it's true. And we yeah. were like, talk about that for 12 minutes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Tell us. <laughs> it was it was weird. And he, I don't know. My, he's, he's one of my favorite uncles and he's... Uh, He's got a, a lot of weird things about him, but he's pretty great. And I mean, his name's Mossy, so yeah, he's gonna have an interesting yeah. life. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's so excellent. originally, um, we've been looking for a reason for Owen to come on for a while, and then we realized uh, we've been talking a lot about the Spider-Man game, but the the game that is bigger than the Spider-Man game, um, clearly at this point. Yeah, because I think everyone's now played. I haven't finished the last DLC in Spider-Man. Um, I'm, I, I'm one and a half. Oh, uh, there, there's a uh, there's a level in DLC three where I'm chasing. You have to chase Silver Sable's plane through a neighborhood. Ugh, sounds like a nightmare. And I'm like, I, yeah, I can't web swing at the speed of a plane. And she turns very tight corners for Midtown. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so I have not finished it. But Red Dead Redemption, I bought it for Ben because he's been such a big gamer, and I can't get him out of it. Um, it's so huge and sprawling. People, there was an entire South Park episode about it. Oh really? I didn't uh, yeah, know that. yeah. There was an yeah. There was. I a, just finished that game. Uh, the the South Park game. 
Yeah, fractured but whole. I've heard good things it's about the South Park games, yeah. and I have not played any of them. They're awesome. Yeah, yeah. The 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 current that one, the fractured but whole. But <laughs> I gotta. It's very <laughs> difficult to say and not laugh. Um, that one felt like an episode, which yeah. was crazy. And, and I imagine I, the graphics are very close to the show because it's, the animation's so simple. They're the exact same. Wow. There's a few moments. I mean, now, I mean, I haven't watched South Park for a long time because when I was in college and it was on, I had stuff to do on Wednesdays and Sunday nights. Mm -hmm. So I got out of watching it then. But now playing it, like there were still references to things that I, uh, that I like knew about. So that was pretty cool. And then it just looked and felt like an episode and probably one of the best things about it was like, they kind of kept bringing it back to like, these are just kids playing. Oh, cool. So that was like, that was pretty fun. And then, I mean, it's, it also made me laugh a lot. Oddly enough, I, I learned a lot about like sexuality and gender from that game. Cause they, from that game? Yeah. Cause but you, aren't you an adult? No, no, no. Well, no, I mean like, you know, like, oh, you have to choose your character. And oh, like, here's game. what, here's what pansexuality is. And ah. here's what, they went into like crazy detail on that stuff because you have to like define your character. Yeah. And they, keep doing it and the counselor is the one who like tells you like here's what here's what it is to be oh. like cis here's what it is to be trans like all that stuff and then immediately regardless of what you choose immediately after you walk out and a bunch of rednecks fight you regardless because of what you <laughs> choose yeah. which is pretty fun yeah because rednecks don't discriminate against people they discriminate yeah. against yeah. it's all people <laughs> I but say they, they're always so specific they're like oh I, you know like you have like 10 words in, that define your character and they'll list them all out like oh this is a guy who does that and blah 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 get him out of our town so oh, i will say about the show uh it's still really good it's yeah and i it's one of those shows i mean it's been on for 22 years now it's like it's almost at simpsons levels of longevity uh i still watch the simpsons every week and simpsons is not as good as it was in the 90s but it's like it's more of a nostalgia trip yeah but south park is as sharp as it was and south park's one of those shows because they'll only do 10 and they don't do them every year and they don't come out at the same time it's always like this surprise where i'll see one commercial on county something that would be like south park's coming back and i'll be like great and i will forget about it yeah and then all of a sudden on hulu there'll be like four of them and I'll just binge watch those four, and then I'll forget about it for another yeah. month, and then the rest of the season will be there. So I'm caught up, but I like I forget about it for like a year, and then I then I just binge them. Have it's, you it's seen, almost like Hulu produces them at this point. Have you seen the documentary about how they're made? Six oh yeah, air. I've it's heard great. that it's because it's so simple to animate. It's like they're able to get stuff on the air and like so many. It takes six days to write. Yeah, and, uh, produce and, and animate. So yeah. it's like they can be more like topical, uh, topical than yeah. like basically any other show because it's like they got the. Well, so the, the Simpsons pulse. takes nine months and South Park takes six days. The thing that blew me away about that documentary was Bill Hader was one of the writers. And yeah, they just love that guy, and, and also was, that guy loves showing up to places and learning and being like, "Hey, I can uh, work on this." Yeah, he's uh, and at the time when he was a writer there, and he may still be. Uh, he was a cast member on Saturday Night Live, but not a writer. Yeah. So he was not writing the show he was on, but he was writing South Park. Although um, I saw the first episode of Barry and I loved it, but I don't have HBO. I and now he is did the same thing. And then I, I watched it way too late at night. And because uh, I'm 30, I fall asleep at yeah. night now. If, if <laughs> yeah. there's anything on. Although I just saw there was a, a trailer for Documentary Now series, season three, which I loved season one yeah. or two. They're on Netflix. Um, it looks both bigger and smaller because it looks like Bill Hader's not on it. And maybe it's because he's doing Barry, but it's like, but this season has like Owen Wilson and like, oh, wow. uh, John Mulaney's in it. It's, uh, there's just, I think Maya Rudolph's in it. There's like, they have, it's not just All the best people. It's not just Fred and yeah. Bill Hader doing every single documentary. So it looks like it's going to be huge. Okay. It's basically, it looks like, you know what it looks like? It looks like a Christopher Guest movie. Uh, all right. So I was already sold on it and now I'm going to have to go watch it. Yeah. Sure. I think right, uh, Netflix has season one and two. So okay. even if you can't watch it, cause I have C I'm spotty with IFC. I don't even, I, I, I'm not sure how I would get it. Cause I cut that cord years yeah. and years and years ago. Although what, what was it? Um, it wasn't IFC. Well, the last season of stand against evil, which unfortunately was the last season of stand against evil. Uh, wasn't, it was IFC, but it showed up on, on the AMC app. Them, I'm so sure I think because AMC sort of owns IFC, so yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if Documentary Now shows up on AMC. Okay. Which um, I am currently watching the last season of Walking Dead on the AMC app against my will. Oh, man. I remember... It's not good. I remember when that... I, so I was 
in high school when like the third trade came out of Walking Dead. And I was sitting, I had a radio show then. Uh, and I was like with my friends and I had a friend who didn't understand that the purpose of Walking Dead was just to continue yeah. telling a story about a world full of zombies. And he was like, look, we're going to do a trilogy. They're going to do a trilogy of movies. I'm like, no, they have more coming. Yeah. Relax. This dude. isn't ending. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, I, and I think I, I think I read up to like, geez, I don't know, 15 or something. Cause that I'm a filthy, trade 15. Yeah. Which yeah. would be like, what that issue? There are about six issues. I think I exactly six issues per trade with walking dead. So maybe a yeah. hundred. Yeah. Yeah. Get up to issue a hundred. Yeah, so I, I read up to that, and then I was kind of like, I think I'm done. Yeah, I was reading. I did, we were just talking about that. Yeah, I was reading the hardcovers because they would put two trades in a hardcover, yeah, so and that would year. basically be a year of Walking Dead. And I, I think I was like 12 or 13, and it was one of those where I was going through my collection. I think it was 13, and I was like, you know what? I'm not going to reread The Walking Dead. Yeah. It's like I bought this to yeah. read it once, and I sold them all to your store Yeah, when you had a store. Yeah, back in those days. Uh, <laughs> and... Then when volume 14 came out, like my, I'm OCD enough to go, I'm not going to have a book on my shelf that says 14. Right. With no <laughs> one through 13 before so, it. That's a reason. That's a reason I have Amazing Spider-Man and Fantastic Four both in Masterworks and in Omnibus because the Masterworks keep going through the 70s. And I'm like, I don't want them to start on 12. That would be silly. Yeah. No, I just, I'll have to have these issues. I'll have to. You, I could see you sitting in this room just shaking because there's an out of... <laughs> in fury. Yeah. Just trying so hard not to look at that shelf. I'm like, no, I'm okay. Yeah. I'm, I'm all right. Fine. I'm fine. I, yeah. I, I can get it. I'm doing that now with Comixology. Is, yeah. Uh, uh, we were talking about this earlier in the week. Is yeah, that, I think you're starting to convert me. Well, uh, now with, we'll uh, with the sales being as crazy as they were, I just finished the Scott Snyder, Greg Capullo run in comiXology because i was like they're five bucks a trade yeah it's like all right i'll just put it in the cloud giving those things away it's insane yeah i'm debating now whether i'm done with paper comics I don't, yeah i I'm, it's weird like and with, this wouldn't be the first time you were i and that's what warned me my friend joe franzen uh who refused to be on the show once yeah <laughs> stood in this room and went i ain't doing that, I ain't doing that. <laughs> <laughs> uh he reminded me i was like i think i'm gonna sell all my comics he's like you did that like twice <laughs> I <was> like, yeah <laughs> well i think it's a thing what comic book guys do is like um you see it it's like they sell it they kind of purge and then something happens or whatever they're in the, oh, i'll just pick up one and then it's like mm -hmm. nah go back <laughs> it's like it. they just and then it's like the yeah. collection just balloons again well i blame you because i was down yeah. i was downloading all my comics when i moved here and then a year after i moved here you opened the store and i was like i don't want this guy to go out of business and i appreciate so that and i didn't no <laughs> not in that way um not technically but I was like, look, here's everything I'm stealing off BitTorrent because Comixology didn't even exist. Yeah. And I was like, I'll buy everything from you that I steal off BitTorrent. And then within five years, my collection was bigger than it had ever been. And right. now I'm, I'm at the point now where I'm just, I'm jettisoning lower characters where I just took a long box of Wally West Flash in and I was like, I don't have the Flash anymore. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, I can't go issue by issue, but I'm, it's like, I have... God, I have like 10 boxes of Spider-Man and I have like 10 boxes of Batman and then another five boxes of other Bat titles. Yeah. Like Robin, Nightwing, Birds of Prey, Catwoman, Azrael. Um, Jeez, and it's like once I start shipping into that, the whole yeah. thing's going to fall apart. And those are the the two biggest characters at each company. Yeah. Batman and Spider-Man. Yeah. <laughs> and like, they're my favorite because I'm not original, not, apparently. Yeah, you're not reading like, uh, you know, <laughs> some dealers. not reading guy. the Defenders. <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> but I did see you have, is it Challenges of the Unknown up there? Oh, yeah, I have the, Kurt, the Jack Kirby Challenges yeah. of the Unknown. Yeah. I was like, huh, that's weird. There's, yeah, there's my, one. My yeah. hardcovers are uh, slightly more eclectic because... My hardcovers are now – this is what I've been talking about uh, maybe getting rid of monthlies because um, the monthlies I read once, I put them in the bag. With Marvel now, I don't even read them. I noticed this the last couple of weeks. I got my Marvels. I turned to the page with the digital code. I peeled off the sticker. I checked in the digital code. It opened in Comixology, and I read that. Oh, so you're reading it digitally still. but not, Yeah, so I buy yeah, Amazing Spider-Man. For the digital Put code. in the code. Yeah, which means it's the same price because the – they charge you cover price for new issues. Yeah. So I'm not I'm not spending any more money, but I literally bag that comic and put it in a box just because it's the same box that has Spider-Man's from the Well, 90s you're a collector too. Yeah. In a way, I mean, I don't care about condition, but yeah. then 
but then I think that's the best kind of collector though, because you're not you're not going crazy for. Yeah, like... Yeah, I think that's another level of like yeah. attention to detail. It's like it's not healthy to be so, like, oh, the corner right. guy. Just CGC them. Yeah, and... one of my clients at the place where we worked together mm-hmm. was CGC. And yeah, I remember we had CGC thinking, as a client. Yeah, that's wild. It, it was pretty cool. And you just um, had to write their like emails, didn't? you? Oh man, I had to edit this crazy person's diatribes on Wonder Woman. She would like t- choose an issue of Wonder Woman, and then over the course of three months, describe it in uh, immense detail. Yeah, and uh, I would just have to like edit this. And it was like a four-page like blog post about. <laughs> I don't know why, you know, Wonder Woman was stupid. It was yeah. it was so awful. She didn't like Wonder Woman. She did. She was trying to be, you know, ironic about it, and uh, silly. But it was just like trying to be snarky. Is, yeah, it was bad. But then I got to do like some of their ads and stuff, and that was pretty cool. And it just kind of like reminded me, like, man, I am not a collector. I don't, you know, like no, you I don't have you don't you just have trades, right? I I have five long boxes of monthlies. Okay. And I've been thinking like, but are they all are they? old or it's um, randomly no. you buy an issue and put it in those? Randomly, yeah, randomly. I mean, when I was buying comics monthly was high school and most of college. And I lived in Milwaukee for college. And when I was in high school, we had um, you guys weren't around. It was um, uh, comics galore in Western Springs. I've heard a lot of stories about Larry's, which used to be on Brainerd uh, right here, and uh, comics galore. Yeah, comics Springs. galore was. Yeah. Uh, I, I didn't Ray see was pretty cool. Oh, Ray! Yeah, I yeah, that dude. Yeah, some of the dudes at the shop used to shop at Ray's. He's supposed to be like a really good guy. Yeah, I yeah, he here. was. I moved here in 2010. There was nothing. There was like there was Grand Crackers and Downers, which was like a half an hour drive. Yeah, and that's when um, when I first moved here, I was working from home for my New York job, so I just had time. Like I, so I just drove around a lot. I I went on Google Maps to try to figure out the area, and I was like, okay, where's a comic book store? And yeah. Uh, Camaras wasn't here, so every comic store was at least five miles away. And I was like, well, I guess I'll drive and see what this neighborhood is There are some like. real old comic shops around here. Yeah. Yeah, it's kind of crazy. Yeah, some of them are really fun. Yeah. like So I grew up in Forest Park, and I used to go to One Stop. And... One Stop is great. Yeah, One Ricky Stop. Ricky Manzella. Yeah. 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 One Stop is pretty cool. He's actually the guy who got me hooked on comics. And then I, because uh, I would go there and hang out with my friends, read comics. And then when I moved out here in high school, or later on, um, we, uh, I would go to, I worked at V, which was right across the tracks from, um, comics galore. So I'd go pick up my tips from work, run to comics galore, get them, and then go back to work and be like, I got to do something in the storeroom. And then I'd read comics for like an hour. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> it was the best. So, yeah. I mean, but Rick is, he's, he was so nice to me. He like gave me a bunch of discounts cause he's like, oh, this kid's going to get hooked. You yeah. Know? Yeah. He's great. I love, he has the most willfully disorganized yes. sense about him. My favorite story about One Stop was the first time I ever went there, um, they were having a back issue sale. It was like half off on all back issues. And I went with Joe Pakovitz and he was looking to fill some holes in his Cerebus collection. So he asked Ricky, he's like, you have Cerebus? And Ricky goes, yeah. yeah. He goes, where are they? He goes, I can't get them. <laughs> yeah. And we're like. Not that I won't. Yeah. I can't. Yeah. It was like, but you have a sale on all back. And she's like, yeah, but those are all the way up there. I, when I, I was younger, I felt like that store was half the size. And I think it's because he used the other room He's been storage. Slow, he's been buying. He's ah. slowly been buying all the stores in that building. I think he owns the building now. It wouldn't surprise me. Uh, and but and that's another great thing was like when the last time we were in there, he had just opened another store. And he's like, oh, let me show you guys how this works and he come in and it's just as crazy as the yeah, rest of the story yeah. he's like i got so much space now yeah but my my favorite it goes up 10 feet higher yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's like i got i got another 50 feet to clutter with more long boxes <laughs> yeah. um but my favorite thing about Ricky ever was like i was like okay this store has been here for like 20 30 years it's slowly like it's grown it around him yeah but then i went to c2e2 and i went to his booth and the booth was the same way and i was like yeah. you set these tables up yesterday yeah. Ricky. <laughs> his booth is is wild because it's like it can fit one person in between the shelves. Yeah, and the shelves are full. Yeah. Feel, it's it's probably the most like stocked booth. He's got great yeah. stuff. I mean, he has everything too. He's got like he'll have just like a wall of omnibuses, and then next to that is like '90s toy biz figures. Yeah. And next to that is like there's like a long box in the middle of the room that like I I found like the Batman Returns adaptation was just sitting on the floor. I'm like, I'll get that too. Sure, yeah. yeah. It's yeah, it's it's a pretty great place and. It's, those places are, are few and far between. It's like uh, you've been to Unicorn in Villa Park. 
I don't think so. Yeah, that's a, a really great place. These two brothers that own it. Uh, when I worked in Oak Brook, it, I could do it at lunch. And it's it was clearly a, a corner bar that was built in the 30s. And these guys took it over in the 80s oh, man. and made it a store. And it's the kind of thing where it, it seems like somebody's forgotten about the store. But then you walk to the, the racks and like, oh, these comics are new. Yeah. Uh, and then, that's uh, awesome. And then... The last time I was in there, I was looking through the back issues, and they're like, what are you looking for? I'm like, well, right now I'm trying to fill my John Romita Spider-Man. And he goes, oh. And then they go in the back room that you don't go in, and he pulls out a long box, and it's all great stuff. Like, they just just have that stuff, and they have this one little color TV where they watch, like, reruns of Murder, She Wrote while you're in there. It's real—it has—that's the way every store used to be. Yeah, it's uh, a—they still have throwback stores, because I went into the AF in— Frankfurt. Amazing Fantasy. Yeah, and I think that's where my sister's getting her books, and I can't, I don't know where she's at. One of the AFs, I don't know if it's that one. And I'm like, oh, this is like, it felt exactly like 10th Planet felt like in the 90s. It's mm-hmm. just like the huge clean store. It had like a lot of the similar furniture. It's like, it had the look of what a comic, like that type of store from the 90s looked like then. But now it's just like, oh, this is like a modern version store because the AFs didn't used to be that nice. Yeah. And they kind of turned a lot of those around. You know, I don't know if it's managers, what's going on behind the scenes, but it's always good to see. It's like there's still like the modern, clean, nice, like what you picture like a comic book store. Mm -hmm. And then there's these like throwback stores to like, oh, man, this guy's been here since the 80s. (laughs) You know, it's like the store. This guy's been in this store. Only yeah. in the store yeah, for 40 this. years. Yeah, it's amazing. Uh, that's, yeah, most of the stores in New York where I grew up, most of them are still there. I, I'm proud to say most of them are still there. And some of them are like Silver Age Comics, which is inside the train station in Astoria, Queens. That's it's, that's like maybe the best location I it's, can think of. It's the yeah. greatest. In, uh, On Earth. Yeah. yeah. Gus, who owns that, is a great friend of mine. I bought the store across the the hallway just for storage. And he's one of those guys. He, to, he told me he makes most of his money from conventions. The store is mostly there to store the stuff, and then he's got to keep his diamond account open, and he mostly orders like what members he has. But he's been there for – they just had their 25th anniversary. Okay. I mean, Ben learned how to crawl on that floor. Yeah, because we would that's be, crazy. It was my neighborhood one. We'd be in there all the time. Uh, Bulletproof Comics in Brooklyn just passed 25 years. I worked there. And Hank Kwan still owns that store. It's like right next to Brooklyn College. He just opened the second floor with, uh, with an art gallery. He got all these Gabriel Delato pins. That's super cool. He got all these um, originals from Gabriel Delato, and he turned that into a gallery. And then said his parents uh, were selling their house, and his parents seemed like they were eighty when I worked there <laughs> in college uh, in the nineties. He said they were selling their house, and he was going he was going through their basement, like all the stuff he had left behind, and he found stacks of original artwork. Because for a couple of years, he was just into collecting original artwork. Yeah. And he, um, you can follow his page on Facebook. One day he literally posted, he's like, hey guys, what are these Jack Kirby pages from? And he posted like three or four pages. Of stuff he found? Stuff he owned. And he had owned it for like 20, 30 years. That's crazy. How do you forget buying Jack Kirby artwork? (laughs) I think you would own that store for 20, 30 years. Yeah, you're a comic book guy who has so much that you can't keep track of it. Yeah. Right, yeah. yeah. And you know what? That that was the first thing he taught me. Uh, you were saying about uh, before we started recording, as a retailer, you can't get high on your own supply. Yeah, it's, uh, most of these guys do, and it's like it's hard. He, well, he was the first guy that told me. He was like, oh, the, when I went to his apartment for the first time when I worked at the store, it was like this really nice, clean apartment, this old Brooklyn apartment. And he's like, this whole apartment used to be nothing but long boxes and i'm like where what happened he's like throw out the store yeah <laughs> he's like i just put them there he's like you, you, he's like you can't be a retailer and a collector yeah you can't do yeah. both and it's like a lot of people do and those are the guys that end up kind of shutting down but it's anyone that's kind of been around for 25 years it's like these guys survived the crash in the 90s yeah they're not going anywhere these guys are the guys that'll kind of outlast all these other stores that are coming up or it's right. like really quick like uh newer stores that kind of come and go it's like the guys that have been around for like 25 years it's like they know what they're fucking doing you know what i mean it's like it's a hard industry to get into so it's like these are the guys where it's like they're battle tested you know yeah it's like there's not gonna well, be every, a bigger drop than they took in the and 90s. every comic fan feels like oh i wish i had a store and i just hang out there all day and talk mm. about comics and the face you're making just shows you yeah you're... it's it's it is awesome it's great, and it's uh, there's a lot of fun to it. I just think it's a it's a really hard thing to do with 
all the right things in place. Like we had a lot of the stuff, all the right things in place. And like, it's hard. It's really hard to do. So you can't just drop into a comic book store and be like, I have a comic book store now. Yeah. I don't know that that would recommend doing that. (laughs) I think it's like we had seven or eight years of experience managing a store before we tried to do it on our own and couldn't make it last forever. You know what I mean? If there's too many forces working against you, the industry's, not great. The mm. retailers aren't great. The distributors aren't great. It's just not <laughs> it's not an easy market to get into. Right. And it's like I've been talking about this on the podcast for a while. It's it's so it it's so hard to compete with Amazon, especially in the yeah. last couple of years. First of all, from just the fact of Prime, the prices are cheaper, they get it to you in two days. Um, you can't ignore that. Every even other online retailers, like um, I love bigbadtoystore.com. They have, um, they get all the Marvel Legends in, they get the Star Wars Black in, they get the DC Multiverse, but there are times where they have a pre-order for something and I'm like, well, I'll go see if Amazon has it because I could have it by Wednesday. Right. You know, so even other retailers have, are worried about Amazon, but then you add Comixology on top of it, which Amazon owns. Yeah, I didn't realize that until you mentioned it. I knew it happened, but I didn't make the connection until you mentioned that this, what, last week or something, but... I also think that people are starting to turn against Amazon. It, oh, yeah. In much well, the way it's that too much, for like there's a, too much of a monolith. Yeah, it's becoming like uh, politicized almost, where it's like Jeff Bezos, all this stuff came out. It's like, oh, Jeff Bezos, they're going to leak photos and he's suing the. It's like, fuck and, Jeff Bezos, eat the rich. And like, he he's owns too... the Washington Post, which that was like, I. I was looking for a news source that I liked and I, it was cheap because I have an Amazon Prime account. Yeah, yeah. right. Yeah. It's like... And it's, they do good reporting and they, they, they were... The I just first, wish well, they would turn it down. And that's the whole thing and, is they, they were the first ones to really go after Trump. Yeah. And then... That and then uh, that's why the inquirer is going after that's Bezos because yeah. Trump sicked him on him. Yeah, it's, it's just like uh, I, everybody's bad. Yeah, everyone sucks. Yeah. But the thing with Bezos, or you know what? Amazon Bob Kane like, was an asshole, and I had Batman all over my house. Right. There's a lot of people that didn't like Stanley. Yeah, yeah. I just think it's like uh, I think there is like a bit of a political backlash against it, and so yeah, maybe Amazon won't. It's like their their comicsology is too cheap, and then like even like in stock trades, it's like they're selling stuff at cost yeah you know they're getting such a steep discount from well because they're probably buying such bulk bulk, yeah right so it's like if i remember when i introduced you to in stock trades you still own the store and you just looked at me went I'll, I can't give you those prices yeah. as a friend. Yeah, I told you. It's <laughs> like, 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 I always, you, I always, you, you literally told me, order from them. Yeah, I, I tell everybody. It's like uh, when I was reading comics in college, I was buying like tons and tons of stuff. And uh, I understand you want to spend money on stuff you really like, but it's like you don't have a finite amount of money to spend right. on and space. Something. So I always told people, if you can find it cheaper somewhere else, go ahead. If you want to support me and have the means to do so, go ahead. It's like, I'm not going to be butthurt because somebody bought some stuff for my cost on the internet. It's like, it's insane. Right. Although, so I, I have a cousin who got really big into comics. Maybe he's always been minorly into them, but now he has money so he can like yeah. buy them. And he went from either downloading and torrenting uh, to just go into the library. And now he's like, well, I want to start a collection. So he goes to his local shop and then he's like whining to me about like, ah, I just, I don't know if I should buy all this stuff. It's like, well, no, you don't, you don't have to go there. You're, you're making the choice to support someone who yeah, does something right. in your community you like. So there right. is, you know, and there's a lot of good so, to the, although put your money need, where your mouth is. Type although yeah. if he decides he wants 40 years of the fantastic four, you can send him to my house. Yeah. Uh, I don't think he's he's a guy who's like into trades and modern stuff. Modern stuff, yeah. yeah, yeah. Which is similar to me. I I tried floppies after college, and I can't. The monthly. I have such a bad attention span that I need mm. trades. Yeah, it's See, one only- of the things I wish I listened to my buddy Ken about years ago. I was in high school working at the shop, reading all this crap monthly and buying it. And this guy Ken came in, and he's a good friend of mine now. I've known this dude for seventeen years or something. Bananas. And he was like, dude, he's like, you should just get trade. It's so much easier. It's like he told me for years and I have all these long boxes. I'm like, I should have listened. I'd have one long box yeah. instead of 40. <laughs> well, I always I kept going around the bend where um, I for a long time. I was like, I buy monthlies because I don't want to wait six months to read this story. I was like, I, I want to read Spider-Man now. I don't want to wait for, until it's collected in a trade. So like my favorite characters, I would buy the floppies. And then other things I would buy the trade. But I am getting to the point now, and this is um, Joe Franzen, who I mentioned before, he doesn't collect comics anymore. He still collects figures, but he got rid of his whole comic collection. 
and there was one day we were going to Silver Age Comics, and um, I, he bought the new Uncanny X-Men. And I said, oh, man, I, I quit at Uncanny a couple of years ago. I just didn't like it. I was like, how is it now? He goes, I don't know. I'm like, what do you mean? He's like, I haven't read it in five years. Yeah. I was like, are you going back to it? He's like, no, nah, I never missed an issue, but I haven't read it in five years. And I'm like, why? He goes, because I got X-Men number one at my house. Yeah, yeah. like the Kirby yeah. X-Men one. He's like, he's like, I, it, next month's going to be a hole if I don't buy this. Yeah, and, and that, that thought process horrifies me. Yeah. Because yes. I'm like, I can see myself getting to that point, which is why I'm always very hesitant about collecting stuff it's like i'm always like oh man like where's the line i will pull you into marvel legends i know it's going it's, to happen it's so frustrating oh man that's terror in your eyes because you is. know it's happening so i every week after yeah. the show i don't know if i've i've said this to other guests i don't know if i've said it on the show it's almost a tradition so uh when we finish the show the the microphones and the equipment is stored downstairs and it is in a room that is next to my long boxes and my figure collection, which are like in those Target storage bins. Um, and there's like a wall of Marvel Legends at this point and a wall of DC. And every single week, while I'm putting the microphones away, Steven quietly goes to the Avengers bin and starts building teams of different eras because there's been that many. Yeah. Where it's like... They have everybody. Where it's, it's like, Where I come back and you're like, this is George Perez. Yeah. <laughs> it's just... Everybody in there, and I and every week I'm like, "Are you gonna start buying these?" And you're like, "I can't." I did. He's I had living it. vicariously. Yeah, he gets exactly. To look at them. Yeah. yeah, but it, every week he gets a little closer. Yeah. Well, are you still collecting heroes? Are you trying to sell them to him, John? Is that what you're yeah, doing? Is that what you're trying to do, John? No, I just them? know you enjoy them so yeah. much. Well, every time they announce a new no, set, I'm, I'm like, my, "You're getting all these, right, John?" Because it's like <laughs> I do want to see. It's like, oh, they got the Black Knight coming out. I've they got to remake them. Well, last week I got uh, the second Black Panther movie set from amazon and it showed up right after the show so the first thing you did when you came over here i was like oh i have the new black Panther." you're like well let's go look at yeah yeah now. where are they <laughs> uh it's because they're doing such a good job i was uh getting a lot of action figures on as a kid because that's like they were doing all these cartoon action figures x-men yeah, and you guys and you guys are like middle millennials so right the action figures you were getting were the action figures i was slightly embarrassed that i was buying because i was in college and i was like but they never made Colossus. <laughs> yeah. And I wasn't even playing with them anymore, but I was yeah. just like, I, just, I was putting them on the shelf just because they had made it. Right. You, you guys were, they were designed we were for you. Them. Yeah. Like, I had, awesome. I had Star Wars and G.I. Joe. You guys had X-Men and Batman. Yeah. And I'm never going to forgive you. And I think yeah. that was something growing up with that. It's like, there is this like uh, tactile, like sensory thing to like having the little guy in your hands. You know what I mean? Well, so this, this is a Let, good segue because- yeah. The reason I got started in comics was be- because of the 90s uh, Spider-Man show, which is... I, you watched it recently. You said it was I've good. been buying them on iTunes because nobody has them streaming. The cartoon? Yeah. 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 The 90s cartoon, the first few seasons are pretty good. It, it goes downhill. Yeah. I don't yeah. have the final season But it season had yet. that yeah. crossover thing that... Yeah, the X-Men like showed up now. and yeah. Iron Man showed up. Yeah, so that yeah. was so cool. I, I, For me, it was Spider-Man and His Amazing Friends did the same thing. That's the Iceman and Firestar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was Iceman and Firestar, but every week would be like, they would fight the Red Skull or Loki. It was yeah, all of these cool. villains from the Marvel Universe, and then and then they would show the X-Men and Captain America would show up. That was my first experience to like, oh, the whole Marvel Universe is one thing. Yeah, yeah. and I had this, the Spider-Man cartoon did that in the 90s, which was awesome for me. So I got those comics. I think my parents ordered them. You could, you could mail order comics, and I was getting... Peter Parker and Amazing Spider-Man. But that, that was like, all right, this is what I want. I want these comics because I can read them because they're the, about the show I like. But the other comic, this is the segue, guys. Wait for it. The other comic that I was obsessed with was Sonic the Hedgehog. Ah, so which, a video game comic. Yeah. So I, and like, I didn't have that many video games growing up. My parents uh, thought, uh, my, I don't know. We, I traveled to Ireland for summers and Christmas for my, to see my family. And we couldn't have video games there. Like, couldn't bring them back and forth. Because they're like region locked and also power and everything, so I got Legos because you could put them in a bag and stuff them in your. You could make suitcase. A, you could make Legos in Ireland. Yeah, yeah exactly. So there I were would, no customs on Legos. Yeah, but what they, are you uh, doing with them Legos? <laughs> Where are you gonna put them? But also, like, um, if I left, if I lost part of it, that's fine. You could just build something else. So my parents had the best plan. That's why I'm obsessed. Yeah. With That's Legos what's been torturing me about Legos today. Is uh, in my living room, the boys have all the Legos, and we cut. Uh, my wife and I collected a few sets before we had them because 
she really loves jigsaw puzzles and obviously I really love action figures. So it was something we could do together. Yeah. Like we would take like, Hey, let's take a month and build this Lego death star together. Yep. Uh, and then, then the boys would play with it and it would slowly break down. We had the Simpsons house from a couple of years ago. Uh, yeah. And then after, I was so close to buying it. It was a really it's great set. Awesome. They have a quickie Mart now, which I've been tempted um, to go back and get, but like slowly good and not paying attention to what they're releasing. That's the trick. Yeah. You yeah. just got to not a, know. <laughs> that was the trick was my last job was at the Hancock center and it was across the street from the oh, big Lego store. Yeah, so like died. some days at lunch, I would just wander in there. But, the we haven't bought Legos in a really long time. We got a Spider Man set for Christmas, but that was the last thing, probably the only thing this year, because the boys would slowly break it down. And now this Death Star is a pile of gray Legos. Oh, great, you can build something else. But then you do it with another set and another set. And then we have this bin that's like, it's like you could, it's almost a coffin. Yeah. And it's full of bricks. So then when you see a set that's like, hey, a new Millennium Falcon, all I see is. That's a pile of gray bricks. That's yeah. the that's going to go part. on to the. You can make it again and again. Yeah, yeah. I, I agree with you there. But now I probably have a hundred thousand bricks yeah. over the years. So it's like, why get any more? Yeah, it's like you have all the bricks to make whatever Lego comes out with. You just don't have the instructions. Yeah, and you, you know? can download PDFs yeah. of instructions. No, they, yeah, they put you, them up there. If you don't care about the color, right? You can build whatever you want. Whatever you want. And, and some and, people and the boys are losing bricks left and right. Yeah. Yeah, that's fine though. Yeah. Part of the journey of Lego. That's why the yeah. Marvel Legends are in another room. <laughs> yeah, I my leg. I have my Legos from when I was a kid, and they still work with the Legos I'm getting now. Yeah. which is why they're pretty awesome. Their their standards for their yeah. quality control is really good. There's a really good documentary on Lego on Netflix. Is it the Toys That Made Us? Uh, there's an episode of the Toys That Made Us about Lego, and there's also a separate Lego documentary oh, right. that's also very it. very good. And okay. I think in both of those they talk about how they developed the system. They said. Yeah. The real breakthrough wasn't the uh, the circles on top. It was the peg. It in the was bottom. the peg in the center. Oh. They said that's what's re- that's what really holds them securely is yeah. that peg inside the Lego. That's interesting because it yeah. didn't have it for a few years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But were you? Um, we are going to segue into video games because uh, Ben is such a big video game kid. Does not care about action figures. Yeah. Every now and then he'll pick one up. He'll play with it for a little bit. He'll bang them together and scream and drop them. But Sebastian, who's five. G- uh, loves Imaginex and all he wants to do is take out all the playsets which I'm really jealous of because they they make four foot playsets for $20 so obviously I, I don't those know, is are Imaginex selling. for they're like the Fisher Price ones okay so they're like they're like real rugged plastic because they're made for like four year olds um, but they have Mattel makes them so they have the whole DC license so there's like a big Batcave and a Gotham City I know which one you're talking Oa. about yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Um, they have Ma- an Oa set yeah, I have it. It, it wow. came out I'm around. I have to go buy that. <laughs> it came out around the time of the Ryan Reynolds movie, so it oh, came out a while okay. ago. And I think it was just their space set painted green. Yeah, but yeah, it works enough. But they yeah, went for me to deep. Want it. Uh, Marvel, they do a good job with the figures. The playsets are garbage, um, okay. and unfortunately, you know, Hasbro has Star Wars and Marvel the figures are great. Uh, they're no good playsets. Really, the yeah. Millennium Falcon is eh, that's about as good as you'll get. But he, that's all he wants to do is take out the play sets and take out the guys and play with toys. So it's not a generational thing. I think it's more of a tactile thing. Now, you being a big video game, were you a, a big action figure kid or was it just the Legos? It, again, it was Legos because we, we were either in Ireland for my birthday or for Christmas. So that's what I would get. But when, my, uh, when we stopped going to Ireland so much because my grandparents passed away, then I got video games and yeah. I got a, I got a, I think my first console was a Nintendo 64. So, I mean, I, I came into it late and I got, uh, I played, I had Mario. I had, I had some real weird games cause I'm not like a mainstream, like I want to play the latest shooter and I'll give them a try, but I'm not, that's not my thing. I like stories, single player things, which is why Red Dead is right up my alley. Yeah. And that's a perfect segue into it because Red Dead, um, I just haven't had time. Like I said, I, I play video games like I read books. I don't want to start one before I finish one. And I don't really have the time to play video games with everything else. Yeah, and I'm, not that, I'm getting that way too. Not that good at them. Um, I started with Atari when I was a little kid. And then, then we had nothing for a long time. So we missed Nintendo. We missed Super Nintendo. We missed Sega Genesis. And then... Um, in All the, my friends had Sega, which is why I loved the Sonic comic. Because I could uh, like talk to them about it. Yeah. And I didn't, I never had it. And I, I also didn't feel like I really needed it. Like, I don't think I was asking for it. Yeah. And then, and I always had like, every now and then I would have a roommate that would have a console and I'd be like, yeah, plug it in the, in the living room. Yeah. So like one roommate had a super Nintendo, but then, then we both moved out and then one roommate had PlayStation one and then we moved out. Yeah. And then I didn't get, um, 
honestly, it was the Batman Arkham games were the only reason I had a console because I bought a PlayStation 2 for uh, Arkham Asylum. Mm-hmm. I bought an Xbox uh, 360 for Arkham City, mm-hmm. and I bought a PlayStation 4 for Arkham Knight, which couple of years later turned out to be really fortuitous because that was a system that spider-man came out on which was even better than Arkham. they just took the arkham system and they're like let's make it fun and bright yeah and i happen to be in a very very deep spider-man 2018 year was the year of spider-man yeah in a way that's never been before and we we are planning like (laughs) we're definitely planning more episodes about how Big Spider-Man got in the last yeah. year for a character that was created in 1962 and has always been popular. Yeah, yeah. it was just so strong. But um, but I just haven't had the time to finish that. And then uh, Ben's such a good gamer; he's 11 that he just tears right through a game and he's on the next one. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, wait, I'm on like level two. Like yeah. he finished. He played all four Unchains, and I'm like level five of Unchained one. Um, Uncharted. 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 Oh Uncharted. yeah. I was insane. Unchained you, is a Van Halen song, and it's great. Yeah. <laughs> you probably would love Uncharted. I like Uncharted a lot. It's awesome. Um, it's linear. The games are like yeah. eight-ish it's hours a li- long. It's a little too much shooting for me. Yes, the first one and second one in particular. But the second one was like like I like the more Tomb Raidery stuff of yeah. like figuring out the puzzles and going into the caves. And I do like it. I just haven't had the time. So Red Dead Redemption, I have not started. And when I've been watching Ben play it and. This is this will be helpful for me. And you've been playing Red Dead Redemption. Right? Yeah, I got it for Christmas, and uh, uh, it's very immersive. <laughs> okay. Yeah, do, here's so a question, here's John. First, yes, do you like conversations? Yeah, I I do like. Do you the, like horses? I do like the Telltale game because then you will love. I don't Red care. Dead. About yeah, <laughs> Red Dead is a uh, horse conversation simulator. Yeah, so far. <laughs> And it's the best. You mean it's, like, a, so it's a horse whisperer? Is that kinda, what you're saying? Yeah. Like, I mean, the you, you're you basically riding around. There's a very awesome story and a lot of really great, like, scripted moments. But, like, well, if, to, in order to get from one place to the other, you, you have to ride, like, several miles in game. So it's not that actual, right. actually long. But they'll have full-on conversations. Yeah, it's like Spider-Man where you have to go from... Yeah. Uh, from Harlem to yes, yeah, and you're talking zero. to Yuri on the phone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I ne- I never I never skip past those. Yeah, if, like if I'm talking to Yuri on the phone or I'm listening to J. Jonah Jameson on the radio, I'm like, yeah. I'm not doing anything until, until it stops done. talking. Yeah. That yeah. that introduction in that game, I paused because I was like, what a great take! What an awesome way to include him in this. Oh, Jameson yeah. has a podcast. Yeah. And now, it's brilliant. Um, yeah. And then they uh, they do that in the comic now. They really? gave, they gave Jameson. Uh, they gave Jameson a morning radio show. Oh, it's perfect. And although in they just fired they're they demoted him in the latest issue because um People. I don't know if you know he uh Peter Parker told him that he was Spider-Man. So J. Jordan uh. Jameson knows and then he's been he's been on this like path to redemption because he's like he's like the whole like he's like I treated you like family and I've known you since you were growing up and the whole time I was saying that you should be like arrested and murdered yeah and so so he's been on a crusade to say like spider-man's a hero and it's ruining his career because people because people are calling him a flip-flopper so in the newest the latest issue um which i just read uh jameson comes in the radio station and it's like it's like farty and the noob are on there (laughs) and there's just like farting into the microphones and he's like what the hell is going on it's like we moved you to 10 That's excellent. So it's uh, Nick Spencer's doing a really good job yeah, on Amazing. Okay. He knows um, exactly what he's doing. Yeah, he's the perfect person to follow Dan Slott yeah. in the same way that Tom King was the perfect person to follow Scott Absolutely. Snyder. But, with, uh, but getting right back to Red Dead Redemption, whenever I watch uh, Ben play with it, it feels like it is uh, Grand Theft Auto without showers. Um, so it feels like it's yeah. very loose. I think you could take a bath, though. But yeah. Yeah, yeah. you could take a bath. It's the I haven't uh, done it yet. It's built <laughs> on the same engine as like Grand Theft, but it's like um, they're they're like showing off in this game. It's yeah. like it's kind of crazy. It makes how... me want to get rid of my PS4, get a PS4 Pro, and get a better TV because it's gorgeous. Yeah, what I does think the that's Pro a... do? Is it a much higher uh, uh, faster 4K. processor? Oh, and get, then get a 4K TV. Yeah, and then there's certain games that have like that are like they're designed with 4k in mind yeah and red dead is 100 percent one of them i'm just i'm so intimidated to put another television on that wall because yeah. uh i've been in the south i've been here for like nine years and so i bought the best tv i could when i when i moved here so it's a great tv still it's not like it's not doing anything that we're uh, bothered by but it also weighs 125 pounds because that's what tv's 
my, that size. I, I got weighed. a 55 inch TV two years ago and it weighed 35 pounds. I know. That it's is, insane. Yeah, it's kind of crazy. That, that, yeah. There's a 42 inch screen that I lifted with one hand. It's like the, the you can see the, the wall mount sticking out of the yeah. top. Just like this heavy duty wall mount because it was designed for a TV that was the same size but weighed four times yeah. as much. Yeah. But yeah, I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do it because I have Legos and uh, a family to support. Yeah. <laughs> You're still getting Legos? Um, yes. Okay. But like I said, I'm not a collector. I get the Star Wars ships. Uh-huh. I just got the like buildable figure. And then um, the Lego movie too com- came out this weekend. Right. That's I'm out now. I'm taking my daughter to it next week. Cool. Uh, I've heard I've heard it's really good. It's not as good as the first one, but it's yeah. really good. It's Phil Lord and Chris Miller and they... They do so little wrong in my eyes. I know, and it was, uh, I think, is it just Phil Lord uh, that did Into the Spider-Verse? Yes, it I was just so. one of them, but man, that might he be took the a best bad movie I- of the he year. He took a bad idea and made it perfect. And that's what the Lego movie was. That's what yes. 21 Jump Street was, but even though I didn't like yes. it. And unfortunately, now looking back after Into the Spider-Verse and this did good, I'm siding more and more in the camp of like, why didn't you just let them do what they wanted on Solo? I th- it's still wild that that movie came out okay. I like, yeah, I like it's, so. it's okay. We said the same thing. It yeah. felt like a movie that was supposed to be an F and they pulled it up into a B. Yeah, it's, it's like, it's this sli- shouldn't have worked with, with all the behind for- the scenes. Slightly forgettable. Yeah, yeah, uh, I couldn't really tell you what but happened. But it's what I it- wanted to happen in Rogue One. It was a space heist. Yeah. yeah. And it, with it, lots of, with uh, Lando um, having a full on relationship with the robot, which yep. is maybe the best. Yep. Like retcon and that was, thing ever, and that that Donald Glover did the best. Yeah. Yeah. When they Billy said that, Williams. I was like, "Ah, oh, well, yeah, of course, yeah, of course. that's perfect casting." But you know, Phil Lord and Chris Miller, uh, they have this unique talent of taking bad ideas, yes, uh, pulling them apart, finding what people love about the basic idea, and then just making the whole story about that. Mm-hmm. The Lego Movie shouldn't be good at. all. All. Yeah, it's an ad. They made it's a, a two-hour yeah. ad. They made a movie about Battleship. Right. That's yes. what the Lego movie is supposed to be about. And the Lego movie is one of the best animated movies of the last 10 years. Yeah. Just in terms of story. Yes. And then Into the Spider-Verse is the best animated yeah. movie in the last 10 years. Give me a Pixar movie from the last 10 years that's as good as Into the Spider-Verse. Yeah. They've all been good. Right. Incredibles 2 was great. Yes. But, it, but Into the Spider-Verse just blew me away. Yeah, the fact that... really did. And yeah. with all of them... All of their movies, they they're kind of making fun of the thing about it, and yet love it. Like Lego yeah, Batman, it's is, like endearing. Lego Batman's yeah. about that, where they just immediately jump out with like, "Here's every stupid villain. Here's yeah. a guy that has a pencil for a head. Here's a killer whale guy. Yeah. Here's they're, all these orphan jokes. Yep, they're that were all, really good. Yeah, they're like everything in this is really in Batman, and we think it's great. And then, and Spider Man was even more like that. They opened it with like the the bad popsicle. They're yes, like, they're like you remember buying this popsicle out of a truck. And it's that terrible. Christmas album is real. They recorded, they made it. Yeah, they yeah. did a whole album. <laughs> yeah, it's on Spotify. We listened to it, and it's yeah, Chris it's Pine. Awesome. It's Chris Pine singing. Yeah, yeah. Here comes Spider Man. That's great. Uh, definitely listen to that. Yeah. So it does make me. I can kind of understand what happened. Solo was there. Like I'm sure Kathleen Kennedy took a look at what they were doing and was like. Guys, this is a parody of Star Wars, and this is supposed to be canon. Yeah. Like, I'm sure it... Which, the, the hard line that they took to make everything canon for Star Wars has ruined a lot. Like, for instance, the Battlefront video games, or some of the um, like the more casual Star Wars experiences, are they have to have direct tie-in to stuff, mm-hmm. and that makes them so unfun. Like, I, you know, this is a, like, Star Wars should be something that you get to like imagine yourself in it shouldn't have it shouldn't have to be like oh that little trinket was in the movie it's now, all easter eggs yeah. yeah like it's it shouldn't be just about that that was like in the 90s they did that shadows of the empire do you remember that, that was the test to see if the prequels were going to come through which that was the that was probably my favorite video game as a child shadows of the empire it was cool but they they did this uh strategy to it which i think broke it was that there was a there was a video game there was a comic there was a, there an official figures. soundtrack there was a soundtrack wow. and there, there was a novel but each one of them had story points that no one else had yeah so they were like to understand the story you have to do, do this story seven times and i read the novel and i read the comics and i was just like i read the comics I'm years done. later and i was like ugh how did I like this? The novel was okay. Yeah. The novel was like, it wasn't quite as good, but it was almost as good as the Thrawn trilogy. 
Yeah. It was like at least of that level. And that was a time where there was no Star Wars, as you said. Yeah. They hadn't even done the special editions yet. No, because I remember that's what got me into Star Wars was all that push to have that stuff back. I didn't read the Thrawn novels. I was probably too young for them mm-hmm. when they came out. Um, but I read them in maybe five, six years ago. Um, They're good. Yeah, they, I, had, yeah. I had fun with them. Some things feel off, but they're well, And good. some things now are broken. Like, like the I clones. Was, yeah, and I was convinced that um, Ray and Ben were brother, were Leia and Han's brother and sister. I was convinced that Ray was Han and Leia's kid. Daughter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which I'm still not convinced is not with J.J. Abrams coming back. And it sounds like yeah, they're going to retcon a lot of the last hard Jedi. Hard to say what that still was supposed happen. to be because I think it's like uh, there's a lot of predictability in those movies. So I think they tried to throw all of it out the window. Yeah. Okay, Which, but, but the guys I coming did back. love. Yeah, but I I like Last Jedi. Yeah, um, but Red Dead Redemption is the thing we have talked about the least. <laughs> yeah, it's so, not yes. the topic anymore. No. But yeah, we're gonna have I, to retitle I it. Think, but we did open the show saying we're gonna talk. Yeah, about it. Yeah, I would say it's like uh, Grand Theft Auto kind of built an engine for like a wandering around doing what you want game. This is kind of more of like uh casual video game players i don't think you're gonna like this game i think this mm-hmm. game is like an experience and yeah. i'm not trying to like See, i'm, kind, or I'm kind of casual just because i'm not that good i have the opposite experience i have friends who have never played a video game that are talking to me about this because they're like i didn't know video games could do this i didn't know that they could be so story driven and like beautiful yeah it's kind of crazy how well it's all kind of put together and it's uh it's like it's it's horrifying you know, because it, it's like uh, it's basically you're simulating a, that you're a cowboy and it's yeah. immersive and it's all this. Detail and you can kind of choose how you play it. Right. Because yeah. There's yeah. like a, you're I not forget lo- what it's called. Like a, it's it's like you're if you, if you help people on the road who are like their horse is dead or something. Yeah. If you do that, there's a it's like lawful. Like honor points. Honor yeah. points. There we go. It's, it's the like you'd be a good guy or a bad guy. And yeah. then uh, talking to a buddy of mine that's played through it several times already. Oh, my God. Yeah, which is insane. Is it he, his full-time job? Well, that's we make the joke all the time. He's, he's a part-time video production guy, and he's a part-time cowboy because he spends <laughs> so much time playing the game. And he says he's gone through it a couple of times. He's been a good guy. He's been a bad guy. He says he's been a good guy multiple times. Mm-hmm. And he says he hasn't gotten the same ending twice to the game. Oh, wow. Because different things you do and different people oh. you help. So, so, the so there's a bit of a Bandersnatch thing going on. Kind of. Yeah. But there's so much. Uh, a lot of much, games do that, but I think not well. This is, I think, uh, and people maybe di- don't understand how much of to a different level it is the the thing about this game is like there are specific things that only happen in specific places at specific times. So you could go to a house at two a.m. and something won't happen, right. but you go there at three in the afternoon and a totally different thing happens because it's like it's like the real world essentially. Yeah. It's like, and that's something that Spider-Man, as good as it is, doesn't do. Like you are driven, yeah, to that boss battle at the end. But that's what I right. wanted. And it's like. Because I, yeah, I wanted I didn't to be Peter wander. Parker. Yeah. Right. And there's plenty of side missions where you can wander around Manhattan. Yeah. See, this felt so open every time I watched the game. And as I said, I haven't played it. It felt so open that I was like, are you just stumbling into side missions and that yeah. sort of thing? But is there, is there there is a story. There's so, a major central story. Yeah, there's yes. a major okay. central story. Your character has a mission. You have objectives to do. But it's like, hey, you have to go do this thing. But whenever you get to it. Because... You could just get on your horse, ride west, and you don't know how far the game goes. Like One the of, map gets explored. It's as very you open see world. It. One of the best examples of that is right before, and this is spoilers for early in the game. And I'm not that far. I'm I'm just into chapter two now. I think of six or so. But one of the best examples of that is Micah gets arrested, and then um, Lenny comes back and complains about it. And they say in the game, they're like. We'll get Michael later. Let's go get a drink. And then you have a mission where you get drunk. Yeah. And like the controls don't work. Really? Yeah. yeah. And, like, cool. It throws it messes with the how the way you look at the uh screen. The camera. Yeah. So it's like your guy's a little off. You know, it's like if you get on a horse wow. and your horse isn't trained, you have a hard time controlling your yeah. horse. If your horse is really well trained, it does exactly what you want it to I'm do. I'm level four with my Let's horse go. right now. Yeah, so be, we're basically roommates. That's be, fine. When Ben started the game, he just like he just went Grand Theft Auto with it. Yeah. And he was the worst person, like to the point where 
I didn't know that I had raised him well. <laughs> yeah. I was like, oh, I, I thought you were a different kid than this because he was just bloodthirsty. He was coming into yeah. town. He was like, he's making everybody line up, and then the game would be like, don't worry, I won't, I won't hurt you. And then he shot everybody in the head. Yeah. Uh, but then he rode to the next town, and they shot him on sight. Yeah. And I and he's screaming. He's like, I didn't even do anything. I was like, yeah. you know, heard in about this you. town. Yeah. yeah. What about the murders you did? Right. Yeah. yeah. What about the? Mur- well, that's like the game's way of controlling you yeah. as a character. It's like you can't just be completely blood thirsty because then the law will come for you rich is good but i think it's this idea that they do have a kind of setup where you have this a large freedom of choice but this idea that it's like they just tried to make it as ridiculous as possible it's like if you commit a bunch of crimes and then change your outfit and go to another town they might not recognize you yeah that's cool it's like there's really specific stuff it's like if you don't shower or uh, if you don't bathe people be like you, know, yeah, you, you have smell. to shave in the game it's you have so, to yeah. shave yeah it's like it's crazy yeah. i don't like shaving in real life right it's, like a bit of it's frustrating it, yeah. to do it in the game yeah yeah i do it like once every 10 days yeah, yeah. and i don't that's like... why i just grew a beard i'm like i don't like shaving so now i just have a beard now yeah. <laughs> yeah. i and so Stephen, how are you playing it are you playing with yeah Honor? so i yeah so uh it's difficult i'm not i'm not good at video games and i'm I not good at games that have a lot of controls one of the reasons i like single player story based games yeah you don't and have I, to be that good at them. and you don't have to worry about running into like other online players if you yeah. don't play online right. so i'm trying to do be like a good guy but the problem in this game is twofold is the conversation button is a trigger oh, and man, the I trigger button so is many a people yeah by accident i go right, to cool. like sell I, I don't feel bad now you're shooting people you want to talk accident. to accident i go to yeah. like sell like a bear i killed a bear and skinned it so i was gonna sell the skin to the butcher and i went to go sell to him but yeah. i accidentally pulled out my gun and shot him and now the whole town was trying to kill me and it's i don't think it's easy to reload either like reload the game to the oh you point. you can't because it auto yeah. it doesn't auto save so which like, you can deny but so it's like if you kill a, somebody in the town like the butcher then you get killed it'll put you outside the town in like a camp and then you're now wanted in that town so you have to go pay off your own bounty so you can get back into the town and now there's another butcher who's like hey don't cause any trouble around here so that's <laughs> yeah. problem one with this the second problem is you're walking around in this game and people well it's the wild west right so people are jerks. So you walk past the guy and he'll be like, you better keep on going. Yeah, and it's like, I've fuck that, that guy. That. So yeah. then I punch that guy in the face because don't talk to me like that. And now I got a bunch of other yeah, people. And there's a witness you got to go kill. Yeah. Yeah. yeah the witness talking. thing. That's when Ben really gave me the crease was like, he was chasing a woman into an alley. Yeah. And it was like, it had a witness meter. And I'm like, what are you doing? He's like, I'm going to murder this woman. And I'm like, <laughs> who are you? Right. Wait. So there, there's this, I think I've mentioned this to you, John. Um, I have digital Catholic guilt. Because I... Go on. Have you ever played Fallout 3? No. So Fallout 3 in... By the way, this is the most Irish Catholic podcast we've ever had. It is. There is no one else represented. No. No, it's a thing that I like have realized in the last couple of years, which made me enjoy video games a lot more. Mm. But when I played Fallout 3 in college, I um, there's a choice in the beginning of the game. There's a town with a nuclear bomb you can either like disable, disarm the nuclear bomb or go somewhere else and blow it up and you get a room in the this like huge tower with, full of rich people or you get a room and the town if you save it. And I played Fallout 3 and my brother-in-law, he was like, oh yeah, blow up Megaton. Just do it. And I did it and it destroyed me. Yeah. And I had to restart the damn game <laughs> because I was like, I don't want to blow up Megaton. I killed like people 40 people. People live there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like nice people. Yeah. And that's how I'm playing Red Dead. So it's so upsetting when I'm like, I better help this woman. Oh, I just shot her in the head. What happened? Yeah, it's yeah. hard. That's, and those... that's why I like Spider-Man because I'm looking at a absolute representation of doing the right thing no matter yeah. the cost. Right. Yeah. So it's it's you can't be a bad guy in Spider-Man. In, no, you have to constantly... be a good guy. And that's uh, we were talking about Banner Snatch a couple weeks ago. Then the, the uh, Netflix Black, Black Mirror, and I realized I was playing that completely opposite, where I wasn't identifying with the character. I wanted to see a horror movie because that's yes. what Black Mirror is. So I was purposely making bad decisions for him that right. I would never do in a game because in a game, that character's me. Yeah. And I'm a wuss. So I was like, oh, how do I make it stop for this boy? And yeah. Like, yeah. But it was I, never yeah. going to stop. No, I know. But I think that's the, the thing. There's it's a like, scene where he's chopping up his dad in a tub if you make that choice. Oh, God. Oh, for real? Yeah, I avoided oh, that. Man. I was like, I was like, that's I don't dark. know where this goes, but then I... <laughs> but I did. I did. I, th- I think I chose one where he shot the dad. I don't remember. That was a pretty cool experience that kind of melded video games and yeah, it was yeah. like movies. it was like a live action Telltale games. Which yeah, unfortunately now Telltale doesn't exist. Yeah. I've tried playing those. I couldn't get into them. The Batman one was okay. 
Yeah. Um, ben really liked Minecraft Story Mode, which ironically is on Netflix now. And Can I you, think is I, it the same thing? You just choose. It's the, the same thing because oh, cool. uh, it's conversation based. I think it was a test run for Bandersnatch. I think they Netflix wanted to make sure the OS worked right mm-hmm. before they put out original oh, content. So smart. they just because I remember it popped up and I'm like, why is there a video game on Netflix? I thought because I know they made them or they're making a movie. I know it's popular, and it's also Telltale's out of business. So any yeah. time, any kind of money they can make out, you know of who's doing that now? Robert Kirkman's company, Skybound. Ah, oh. he took over a few of the. I believe I could be wrong. I could be well. What they were doing, Walking Dead. So you already had a relationship. But he has a. I mean, you know how he's like basically the Oprah of comic comics at this point, where he kind of does everything. Yeah, he has. Um, is that right? Can I call him the Oprah comics? You just did? Yeah. Right, cool. no I'm standing yeah. by it. Stand by that. Um, he has Skybound, which does digital media mm-hmm. of some sort. So like the Invincible uh, animated show that's going to come out with a fantastic cast, by the way. Oh, I heard about this. It looks, Davis was just telling me about this. Yeah. He's like, dude, they're making an Invincible. Who's in it? Anime. I don't know, but uh, it's animated and it's going to be like Ryan Atley's artwork. Yeah, um, the guy, Glenn mm. from uh, Walking Dead. I yeah, well, I imagine, I imagine they pitched it to everybody as the guy that created The Walking Dead is doing an animated show. Do you want to be on it? Yeah, but if they're <sighs> going to lean into it, it's going to be like yeah. violent. It's not going to tone down. Cause yeah, I only read the first violent. couple of issues of Invincible and I liked it. Yeah. I probably should go back because I've read so much Walking Dead I and now I've become an, 17 or something. I've become a Ryan Otley fan because he's doing a great job on Amazing yeah. Spider-Man. He's yeah. When they uh, picked him, uh, Ryan Otley is one of those dudes. Not a lot of guys can do this. He can draw anything. It's insane because mm-hmm. Invincible does a lot. It did end, which is nice. I haven't finished it, but I do want to kind of go back. But he was tied. He was tied up with it for it's for like years. It's like decade. why it's like why Charlie Adler doesn't do anything else, right? And Charlie Adler's great, but he's been on Walking Dead for ten. And Ryan Alley's like a fast artist too, but it's like the guy can but draw not, anything. But he's not doing bananas. every issue, right? That like um, well, because this is a uh, Spider-Man's double. It's twice a month. Right. Yeah, Bacalo's doing... Uh, Bacalo's done the last Which couple of issues. I traditionally don't like Bacalo's artwork, but on like Doctor him. Strange and Spider-Man, he's perfect. I like him. His Spider-Man's great. Bacalo drew a character based on me. Yes, he that did. That looks nothing like me. No, he doesn't. Oh, that's the... It's... The Peter... The Spectacular yeah, Spider-Man the annual. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah that uh, my our, my good friend Mike Trucker, who's been on the show multiple times, uh, wrote... Um, but would you recommend we're at, we are at time. Would you recommend that I start Red Dead Redemption or is it's are knowing that I have time constraints and I need to finish Spider-Man and I'd like to play Uncharted. Here's um, the thing. I think that I don't, I I would be surprised if I finish Red Dead because it's because it's so open world or you think it's really long necessarily open world. It's just really long. There's a lot to commit to doing Mm -hmm. in there. And like, you know, I've got two kids and like barely have that much time to, play video games as it is. So like I'm playing, you know, six hours a week tops. Like, and then there's other games that like, I want to play games online with my cousins. Cause that's like the, the way I talk to them. So right. I, I would say yes. And just enjoy what you can. Cause if there's anything about like media in the late 2010s, it's, it's all about the journey. Don't worry about the end. Right. Cause endings have been pretty bad for a while. If yeah. you ask me. <laughs> and yeah. And, but I've heard, that the ending of Red Dead is awesome. Yeah, I one of them. I've, I didn't know there was multiple, which now I'm yeah upsets that, me because I'm never gonna never. Be able to play and it. <laughs> I think that's the thing. Uh, I would say yeah, it's worth checking yes. out to kind of just experience it as for what it is. I also find it very relaxing. Well, it's nice. Yeah, yeah. it is. It is something. It's like a chill game because you and you can kind of do what you want to do. It's like all right, I want to do some serious shit, or I just want to kind of yeah. explore and see what they've built. In but this they've game. got crazy missions. Like you got to help a guy write a book about a drunk gunslinger, and yeah, in order oh, yeah, to do which that, is which is the subplot in Unforgiven. Oh yeah, you were saying yeah. that. Which, There's a I, lot I have no connection like to. Like, Unforgiven is one of the best westerns ever made. I have no connection to any westerns. Oh, it's it's Clint Eastwood's best movie. Really? That's my dad's favorite. I, movie. He's still making movies, and that's his best movie. Okay. Yeah the the best and worst thing about video games for me is the one thing that will not allow you to multitask. It's yeah. like your hands, your hands, your eyes, and your attention have to be completely focused on the game. Yeah. So it is a great way to relax because you just get lost in it. Yeah. Like right. I, I think re- that's the big thing. It's, it's which is so immersive. You do kind of get lost in it, and it's you don't uh, know what time it is, which is yeah, weird. Like you don't you don't know when it's time to have dinner. Yeah. You know, and and that's why I like to play these licensed games based on characters I already love because like you're already invested I, in them. But I feel like Peter Parker every time I play Spider Man. Yeah, but you I know, think I that's, feel like Bruce Wayne every time I play Arkham City. That's the exception though because. 
There are a lot of bad licensed video games. Yeah, which is why when something great comes out like Spider-Man or Arkham, I'm like, that's the one I'll play. Yeah. But it's the only thing where like even binge watching a show, I'm like, well, I can practice guitar while I sit watch exactly. a show. I can yeah. be yeah, I can be on social media while I watch a show. I can clean the house. It's like I have to really carve out time and it's yeah. like time gets to tougher and tougher. And I think that's the thing is ultimately it's going to like I'll never I'll I'll, I'll I might be able to finish the story. But it, this isn't one of those games where it's like complete all the things. The amount yeah. of side missions like he's talking about, like go find the gunslingers. It's like there's so much stuff like that. It's just like, oh, there's no. And the and worst part is so much of it seems cool. And I'm like, I got to I want to finish the main mission. Yeah, it's it's I crazy. Can't, yeah. can't be, you know, like they did a really well, good I job. Will, I will say this last thing about Spider-Man. Um, I'm never catching those pigeons. Oh, oh, I'm catching those fucking fuck pigeons. pigeons. <laughs> I'm getting those I pigeons. I did those. There's one that's almost impossible. But. I love all the. That's the other cool thing about Spider Man is that the side missions were like they were like catch and fetch. Yeah, but they were fun. Like, they were yeah. fun. Yeah. I like the black cat missions because I feel like yes. I complete all those and there's there's going to be some black cat reward at the end. Yeah, yeah. you like, were telling me you fought Taskmaster. Yeah, Ugh. he jumps you. Yeah, He's, I didn't get yeah. to that point. I fought I didn't in do all I think twice missions. so far. And see, I haven't been back to that game because I'm like you. I don't want to read like a new book while I'm in the middle of one. Right. But the girls have the PS4 at the hospital. So, it's so what like, are you okay, playing Red Dead Redemption on? On Xbox. Oh, okay. Yeah. And uh, so it's good, but it's like I didn't finish Spider-Man, but it's like that's it's a much smaller game in the sense where it's like I feel like I could catch all the pigeons. I could fight Taskmaster. It, I could do all the side it missions. It felt good because I didn't feel like I have to give up on the story. I finished it. Yeah. And yeah. I love I love that because I don't get that that right. often. No, and that's, that story really picks up. Yeah, but and it's, you, you I mean, do, it was so good. You don't want to get out of it when it really starts rolling. It was, you know, Arkham City, I thought was the best of the Arkham games, and the ending of that felt like that, like the whole thing with it feels like a Hugo movie. Strange and then into the Joker. It's like, this is all I want to do. I'm not yeah. going to, I'm not leaving this room to do anything else. Yeah. yeah. Well, if you haven't left this room to do anything else over the podcast, let us know what you're playing. Uh, I am at not in my book, both on Instagram and Twitter. That's how you can find the official social media of caffeinated comics. Although you can also go to our Facebook page, facebook.com slash caffeinated comics, where we post all our news and trailers, uh, say the Super Bowl commercials that we didn't even talk about. Um, it wasn't hey. time. No, it yeah, wasn't time. Too many video games. That's too many video. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and next week is Toy Fair, so I'm yeah. sure we'll have a lot to talk about then. You and, are trying to get him addicted. Uh, yeah. Well, I think the whole next episode is Will Steven start collecting Marvel Legends? Yeah, it's gonna be bad. <laughs> <laughs> Owen, how do we find you on social media? Uh, I'm at Owen J O R on Twitter, and I think uh, I think that's the same on Instagram. I don't have Facebook anymore because I have to work on it, and it upsets me a lot. <laughs> so I got rid of it. That's good. I want to get rid of mine. Uh, I'm, I'm on Instagram though, which is owned by Facebook. <laughs> Instagram and isn't bloated though, so it's that's good. That's true. Yeah. Uh, at the Brave Butter Pecan, uh, the podcast lives on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network, and you can listen to the show on iTunes, Spotify, and Stitcher. Very good. Nailed we'll, it. We'll talk to you next week. <laughs>